As always, it's so good to be with you. You truly are one of the great joys of my heart. And a special thank you or shout out, you might call it, for all your prayers for my recent stay at the hospital. Uh, I guess it's part of that aging kind of thing, but it's taken me a little longer to recover, but I'm definitely getting back on my feet and I'm definitely on the mend, so keep those prayers going. Well, on this, the solemnity of the Assumption of Mary, let me ask you a question. Would you like to hear a love song? Would you like to hear a love song? Well, given everything that's going on, it's been a pretty tough week out there, hasn't it? You might be hard-pressed to say, I'm really in a loving mood, and say, yes, I'd like to hear it. But um, if this were an ordinary love song, I would agree with you. But this one is very special because it speaks of the extreme beauty of Mary, the extreme beauty of Mary. Actually, if you look at, listen to what Hope sung a while ago, it's the responsorial psalm. It's Psalm 45. And Psalm 45 has always been considered, and not, has always been considered more than an ordinary love ballad because of its prophetic and its messianic overtones. And greatly, the, the particular verses that the church has selected for us out of the psalm this evening, uh, there's a lot of verses in the psalm, but these verses focus purely on the absolute beauty of Mary and why you and I are enthralled to love and imitate her in her life. What a beautiful thought that is. Well, we are told this uh, at the beginning of the psalm that the psalm was written by the sons of Korah, that it was addressed to the royal choir master, and it was sung to the tune, On the Lilies. Have you heard that one? On the Lilies. Uh, but just listening to that, it sounds like a festive music, doesn't it? On the Lilies. I can sort of see it now uh, as the lilies, the beautiful lilies of the field, they're dancing and they're swaying with the movement of the wind. Sounds like an exciting kind of festive kind of time, doesn't it? So no wonder, as we heard in the, in the cantor sing a while ago, no wonder there's so many oohs and ahs that are coming from joy and gladness as people gaze upon the queen of heaven, that being Mary. So I think on second thought, this love song sounds pretty intriguing to me. And you might even find before it's over with that it will be a pick-me-upper for everything that's going on in our lives today. So that's what we're going to do for the next couple of moments. We're going to gaze at why Mary is considered to be the most beautiful person in the world, the one who is, is capable of captivating hearts, like, as we just heard Mark say, John the Baptist, who leaped for joy in his mother's womb as Mary approached. Well, to gaze upon Mary and fall in love with her is to gaze upon her inner beauty. Her inner beauty. Uh, this is very true. This is extremely true. Uh, it's what's within a person. I know commercials don't talk about this today. It's all about the exterior but it's what's within a person that really matters in life. Not the ex external stuff, that, that's, that doesn't matter at all. 
Listen to what the Holy Scriptures teach us about beauty. Beauty is fleeting, but a woman who loves the Lord is to be praised. Which one would you rather be? I know which one I would want to be. Here's another one. This comes from Peter. He says, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as braided hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, your beauty should come from the unfading beauty of your inner self. There's that interior motivation, is it? Which Peter says is of great worth in the sight of the Lord. And he closes by saying, for it is in this way that the holy women of the past who put their hope in God made themselves beautiful. So think about all the time you'll save in the mornings, not having all you need ready to put all your makeup on. All you got to do is just have inner beauty. That's all you need. Well, these words, they truly remind me of Mary. And uh, listen to a couple of the descriptors they put. Uh, one of the verses describes Mary as a pure ivory fox. Well, first of all, ivory, purity, white, that kind of thing. But it's what's in the box. It's not the beauty of the box, but it's what's in the box, that inner part which matters. What's in the box? Well, what's in the box is these beautiful robes that are inlaid with gold, robes that are beautiful because they are embroidered, and perfumes and spices like myrrh and aloe and cassia. It's where those things are kept. That's where the, the beauty comes. And then here's another verse. It says, and all these we just sung a while ago, it says she is, and what it means is that unfading beauty, beauty that doesn't go away, but lasts for a lifetime, it lies within us, and it grows only more glorious as we age. That's a pretty neat thing, isn't it? You know, we can, uh, I know I get turkey neck and begin to sag, but inside I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing in beauty every day. That's the beauty of getting older. It really is. There's a lot of neatness to that. So what is this inner beauty? What is it that's so captivating? What is it that is capable? This is what really gets me, because this is really hits the core. What, what beauty is capable of captivating and capturing the heart of God? Think about that. What is it? What is it that is called the gold of Ophir? You heard that in the cantor sing that while ago? What is the gold of Ophir? That, the, that phrase is used several times in the scriptures because the gold of Ophir was the best gold. You know, it had the least amount of impurities in it. It, it was the best fine gold. It was the gold that you always wanted to get because it was really pure gold. And uh, she is described as the gold of Ophir meaning that she is absent of impurities. What is this beauty? Well, it is a heart that simply longs to love God with all their being and do his will in their life. That's beauty. That's total beauty. What, what did Deacon Mark just read to us in the Magnificat? My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. You have looked with favor, Mary says, on your lowly servant. And then, go for my life. Ooh, there it is. 
There it is. See, that's inner beauty. That is beauty and love that goes to the very core. That's the, you know, the stuff we do today is what I call superficial beauty. You know, it's, it's there and then you can rub it off. But this goes to the core. It never ends. It's always there. It is to love God with all your heart and do his will for your life. Uh, nothing more beautiful. There's nothing more beautiful than a woman who is wholly devoted to God. There's nothing more beautiful. Even God loves her so much, and he considers her to be beautiful and precious in his sight. But here's the real clicker about it. God finds this woman irresistible. You know how we talk about irresistible? God finds her to be irresistible. Be like that. Now, there's one other line of inspiration in the love song, which we can't neglect because it ties everything together. Did you hear Hope sing it? Do you remember it? Did you hear Hope sing it just a few moments ago? Well, here it is. Hear, O daughter, and see. Turn your ear, forget your people, and your father's house. That's the verse. Uh, what's, what's, what's the psalmist saying? Well, what he's saying is, what you need to do, if you want to be beautiful on the inside, what you have to do is you have to make a clean break with the old ways of life and embrace the new life. In other words, enter into the Father's house and don't look back. Don't look back. Enter into the Father's house and don't look back. Isn't that what Paul said to the church at Corinth? He said, if any person is in Christ, they are a new creation. And the old things have passed away. Don't look back. And the new things, behold, have come. And that's that relationship with God. So, ladies, be like Ruth. Be like Ruth. Uh, do you remember that story? Listen to what, uh, what's, what's said. Here it just one, one verse. Look said Naomi to Ruth, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. But Ruth replied this way, don't urge me to leave you or to turn my back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. How many times have you heard that song at a wedding? Well, of course. See, what, what Ruth wanted to do is she wanted to make a clean break. She wanted to distance herself from all of the false idols and gods of this life and enter into the Father's house. Go into the Father's house where there is great joy. And here's an FYI. This lady named Ruth, uh, whom we have a book in the Bible called Ruth, that's her, she would go on to be the great-grandmother of King David himself. And if you go to the Gospel of Matthew, she's listed in the genealogy of Matthew. Not bad. Wouldn't you think? Not bad. Beautiful woman. So I'd like to leave you with a couple thoughts for reflection. Nurture your immense beauty by loving God and doing his will in your life. You want to be a beautiful person, that's how you do it. The second thing is this. Are there false gods? Are there idols in your life this evening that you need to make a clean break from? Are there? 
If so, on this feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, why not call out to her, the Queen of Heaven, and ask her to help you? She will intercede for you, and she will help you. God bless all of you.